0: And now, on with the show. Well, hello, Paul. Hello, Ron. And hello, listener. Listeners. (laughs) Welcome to Random Tandem, the Double Feature Generator podcast, episode five. This week we have... The word delicious. Delicious. So for those of you who have never listened before, first of all, welcome. And thank you. And thank you. Uh, but this is how the show works. Uh, at the end of an episode, we generate, using a random word generator, a random word. And then we come back the next episode, and we give you some suggestions inspired by that word. And at the end of the show, we discuss our final picks, one, one each and thus come up with a double feature inspired by that word. So this week we're talking about delicious, the word delicious, things related to the word delicious. Paul? Yes? Let's do our runners-up first. All right. Because that seems to make sense. Runners-up. Runners-up. Uh, what do you have for delicious?
1: <coughs> All right. So I, let me let me preface my, my picks this week, because when I thought of the word delicious, your uh, first thought was food. Mm-hmm. Because what else would it be? But then I thought more about f- films that just I, 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 I keep coming back to or that I, that I love and I want people to have the same, the same pleasure in those films that I do. Okay. Right? And not in the creepy way.
0: Maybe a little bit.
1: Well, <laughs> there's always that factor with me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so my first film is from 1996. It's called Big Night... It's one of my, my favorite films with Stanley Tucci and... Um, oh, my God. Why can't I think of anyone's name right now?
0: Go to the Wikipedia. Well, hold on! <laughs> I've actually one. never heard of this film. You've not? No. Uh,
1: Tony, Tony Schlub Stanley Tucci directed by... Um, Wait, the
0: guy from Wings? The guy from Wings.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, what was that other show where he was like Howie Mandel, OCD?
1: Uh, Monk. Monk, yeah. Monk. Um, but uh, the story is about uh, two Italian brothers who operate a very s- small uh, Italian restaurant. Plumbing comp-
0: company called it, the Super Is It is,
1: <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I'm so going to end you. <laughs> so they're trying to save this princess.
0: <laughs> but every time they think they found her, she's in another castle. And there's
1: a song that is in your head for the better part of 30 years. Yeah. Uh, and some turtles. So they have this this tiny uh, Italian restaurant in a uh, Long Island, New Jersey town, uh, and it's it's Kitty Corner from a more successful Italian restaurant called Pascal's. Okay. And Tony Shalhoub is the old, is the younger brother. Secundo, the older brother is. Or, I reversed it. Uh, Stanley Tucci is the young, the younger brother. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is the older brother. Um, the older brother is very much, you know, believes in the art of food. Okay. And the younger brother believes they should be turning a profit. and They should be doing everything in their power to increase sales. There is a restaurant, Kitty Corner from them, run by... Um,
0: so it's like if the Koch brothers and Bernie Sanders had a restaurant uh, together.
1: Uh, possibly. I mean, I, I'm not comfortable with that, that, that comparison. <laughs> For a number of reasons, <laughs> but if that works for you, by, by all means. Um, Ian Home uh, is the owner of the restaurant uh, near them called Pascal's. That's really successful. Tony Shalhoub goes to Pascal and says, I need to borrow money for a loan payment, uh, else the bank will foreclose on our restaurant. Right. Uh, Pascal says, no, but what I can do is instead get you... Uh, Louis Prima. Louis Prima's playing town next week. You have a grand dinner for Louis Prima. Mm -hmm. Your name gets around town, and soon you'll be as famous as me. Uh, And so the rest of the film is the two brothers preparing for this feast in the honor of Louis Prima. Uh, Minnie Driver is in the film, Allison Janney...
0: Um, would uh, you describe this as a comedy or a drama or what is this genre wise?
1: It, it 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 very squarely falls in between comedy and dra- okay. drama.
0: Right? Cuz it was sounding kind of serious, but I was getting the sense that maybe there were some comedic elements. There's there.
1: definitely some comedic elements. I mean, the two brothers have a very kind of fractured sense of what it means to be American. I mean, right. They're 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 Italian immigrants. Uh, and so what they what they think about American successes is, is viewed through their specific lenses of of who they are. And um, I can't reveal how the film ends because that would be really horrible to to do to people.
0: With your strong anti spoiler. With my strong anti
1: spoiler uh, messages. But I think it, as you watch the film, it, it becomes increasingly clear what's going to happen in the film. Let's put it that way, and also it features Isabella Rossellini, one of my favorite actors.
0: Or as David Letterman used to say, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, Letterman, <laughs> you, ca- <laughs> you cad,
1: you cad. You. Well,
0: that sounds good. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, might check that out. Yeah,
1: and it's it's. I chose it also for delicious because the the brothers spend an insane amount of time cooking. Okay. And developing this feast and talking a lot about the importance of cooking and being a good Italian boy that I am, um, you know, that most of my life has been thinking about food in in some way or another. And and there's one of my favorite scenes in all the cinema is the very beginning. Uh, They've taken good care and they, they have this tiny little restaurant and an American couple comes into the restaurant and... They complain that the American couple they have ordered uh, rigatoni, mm-hmm. and one has ordered um, uh, um, uh, uh, ris- risotto, seafood risotto. Which, and she's the woman customer is digging through. Like, I, I see no clams, I see no uh, scallops in this. And and Tony or um, uh, Stanley Tucci is very confused by this. Okay. And they have this, and he go, and so finally the American customer says, "I'd like a size spaghetti." with my rice dish and Stanley Tucci has to go back to Tony Shalup in the kitchen and say, I need to order um, the other table once. This table once uh, spaghetti uh, and they have a hissy fit mm-hmm. about. And it's a really great scene about like, for me, like my, my annoyance with most American cooking is this really weird sense of what right. like Mexican food is or right. what Italian food is. Chinese food. Chinese
0: food. Sure. So that's actually a really good segue into my Mm runner-up for Delicious. It's a film called Spend It All. It's a short film. It's only about 40-ish minutes or so from Mm -hmm. 1971. It was directed by Les Blank, who made a lot of great films uh, about um, American music. And this film is about Cajun people in Louisiana. And it's really interesting in a lot of ways. I mean, one of the main focuses of the film, there's kind of like a brief history lesson at the beginning, like where Cajun people came from. Right. Which I'll admit to my ignorance here. I, I wasn't too familiar with uh, their their kind of historical plight and kind of originating in Canada. Right, and being, bas- basically being exiled right. and, and sent...
1: Out of Ar- Arcadia and, and, yeah, exactly. and New Brunswick and...
0: Exactly. So when how they, do
1: you not know anything, Ron?
0: I don't know anything about anything. Um, I'm
1: honorary Canadian because I know that.
0: Yeah, basically,
1: basically. So
0: they end up in what's now the United States, and well, it
1: will be until this episode is yeah. aired <laughs> right. for,
0: for the very near future. Yeah. What remains the United States? Um, I would like to say I wish hello to our benevolent overlord. <laughs> Yeah, we're now required to say that every episode. Oh, <laughs> oh Supreme Leader Trump. Um, oh we God.
1: hugely respect you, bigly. Bigly.
0: <laughs> what a clown. I, okay. All right, we're, I'm sorry. So, I
1: hijack that.
0: So, yeah, the Cajun people come from Canada. They come down into what is, for the time being, the United States. Right. Uh, and And they kind of live in this pocket where they're not really interacting with other people or, or, or cultures. And once in a while, you know, someone will kind of like wander in and they're, they're very accepting mm-hmm. and, and welcoming. And so other people kind of join this cult of Cajun in a way. Uh, but, but the film really focuses, um, in addition to giving that backstory, on the culture and, and what it means to be Cajun in terms of like the lifestyle. And it's a lot – It's a, music is probably the number one focus of this film, which wouldn't be a surprise if, if you're familiar with Les Blank. Uh, although some some people may, may, may not be familiar with his kind of music documentaries and his uh, obsession with that. But a lot what's of people – What's
1: a music documentary of his? Uh,
0: well, he did a lot uh, – like, he did a lot of documentaries about specific, like, blues artists and, oh, like, nothing okay. that would really – ring a bell for most people. But okay. I think his his most famous and in some ways successful film was uh, Burden of Dreams, which is the documentary about Herzog making oh. Fitzgeraldo. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, yeah. But, but this film focuses a lot on the music, obviously, which plays a huge part in, uh, you know... Cajun culture, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, mu- or the food, rather, yeah. which is why I picked it for delicious. Mm-hmm. And so you see how much time and energy and love goes into these people not only catching the food that they'll prepare and, and turn into meals, but also the time they spend around those meals and how the food really is this kind of... Um, you know, like this gravitational kind of center point to everything they do, you know, the the parties they have, but also just kind of daily life. And it's it's really interesting. And Cajun food, which also, you know, I don't know a lot about and I haven't had very much of, mm-hmm. but in watching the film, a lot of that Cajun food is, is relatively simple. It's, a, it's sure. you know, it's kind of like... And I don't mean this in a bad way, but kind of crudely put together, right? Like it's not a lot of fine dicing and measurements, and it's no. it's all no. kind of like done by taste and uh, it's hearty, right? I mean, if right. there's probably one word you would use to describe it, it might be that. But it's really interesting to see how big of a part uh, food plays in Cajun culture, um, especially you know as kind of 21st century urban dwellers food is like an afterthought for a lot of us it's something we have to have and so we just want to get it as quickly and cheaply as possible so we can go on with our day right but in the film you see how in other cultures and in particular you know with Cajuns, how it really is this like holy thing absolutely And, and i think i think the film's fascinating it's all like i said it's only about 40 minutes long Uh, It's not going to change your life or anything, but it's really interesting. Um, And it's fun. Like I said, music is probably the primary focus of it. So if nothing else, you get to hear some pretty good homemade Cajun music for 40 minutes. And there's there's a connection too, because in
1: Big Night, I mean, one of the the themes is the idea of care and, and your food is a reflection of yourself and it's a reflection mm-hmm. of your culture and, right. and, and the tension in the film is the people that, you know, want what they want. And they don't really think about the, the labor that goes into it or yeah. the, um, the, the care that goes into it. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm always appreciative of people that demonstrate that in, in how they cook and, and living in the Midwest, the last few, Decade or so, I've noticed missing the Midwest, but it's just more about volume. It's not really about you know care and consideration, and Mm -hmm. and yeah, there's hardiness involved
0: in it. But fair point, yeah. And also another uh, reason to check out "Spend It All" by Les Blank Mm -hmm. is you get to witness some backyard dentistry. Well, that (laughs) um, it's fairly. I, well I was going to say fairly graphic, but I mean, how could it not be to some extent, but it's nothing that's going to make you vomit or anything
1: Well, that's but, good to know
0: this is interesting there's some backyard dentistry happening during like a party uh-huh. where they're preparing this meal and it's yeah. It's, it's, all it's, right it's a good
1: time <laughs> okay well, I
0: mean so we have what was the name of your filming? Big night oh, okay there's so, no dentistry in big night no dentistry. And we have spent it all. So that uh, those are our runners up. And when we come back, we'll each nominate a finalist mm-hmm. for our double feature inspired by this episode's word. Delicious. <laughs> Alright, welcome back. Paul. Rod. How you doing? doing? Good. You feel refreshed after that break? That was a
1: great break. <laughs>
0: So we're here talking about the word delicious, and we're about to each nominate our finalist for the word delicious, and in so doing, we'll create a double feature for you, dear mm-hmm. listener. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. I b- feel like I feel like you should
1: go first this right. time because I, have, I I like that's the pa- I think we would spice things up because it's delicious. Ooh. 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 See. Saucy. Saucy.
0: All right, I'll go first. Uh, My finalist for the word delicious is something... When I tell you the name of this film, uh, you're going to scratch your head a little bit and say, what the hell does this have to do with delicious? Uh But I'll explain, don't worry. My pick is the Bill Murray movie, What About Bob?
1: Nice, (laughs) nice. Now I feel better about my pick for... My second pick for Delicious. I
0: know. You thought I was go- going all serious on you. Right. Yeah. No, don't I worry. actually
1: tried watching What About Bob again last night. Oh, really? By ch- it was on Netflix, and yeah. I started watching it, and yeah.
0: Why? Well, like you started, so what stopped you I, from... I fell asleep. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you like just weren't into it, or you thought... It wasn't was, as good as you remembered. Or
1: uh, I was having a hard time. I, I was just really tired, so yeah. I had to have to give it another...
0: So, I guess I'll explain... Now, because otherwise I'll forget what the connection is between What About Bob and Delicious. So, brief kind of plot summary. Bill Murray plays Bob Wiley, who is a kind of like obsessive, compulsive, neurotic with all these kind of mental health issues. Slightly
1: agoraphobia. agoraphobia, Yeah. I can't
0: say. Agoraphobia. Nuclear. um Nuclear. (laughs) Throwing it back, wow Um, But yeah, he's got all these issues So he eventually goes to see this therapist Played by Richard Dreyfuss And after their first session Richard Dreyfuss' character tells Bill Murray's character Hey, I'm gonna be out of town for a month on vacation Mm -hmm. And Bill Murray's character kind of freaks out And long story short Bill Murray basically ends up stalking Richard Dreyfuss' family Tracks them down, finds their vacation home And Bill Murray's character in this movie is very lovable. Like, everybody basically likes him except for Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because in real life, apparently, they didn't get along at all. And there were a lot of problems during the filming. Interesting. Yeah. But in the film, everybody, including Richard Dreyfuss's family, loves Bill Murray's character. So they welcome him in. They don't understand why Richard Dreyfuss, you know, is so upset, even though Richard Dreyfuss has a pretty uh, legitimate case in terms of this being like very inappropriate professionally. Right. Yeah. But long story short, they welcome him in, and there's this two-minute-long scene where Bill Murray is eating dinner with the family, and for two minutes, he's just like, mmm, mmm, this is so good, mmm. Corn. Like, yeah, corn, 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 so good, for like two minutes. And I don't know, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is... Uh, something I'm kind of reluctant to say because I I really like everything about this movie, and so there isn't really one scene in particular that
1: nothing jumps out. At least like, but this jumps out for you.
0: Yeah, uh it's just a memorable scene. I mean, part of the reason it's memorable is just because it goes on for so long. Like, they really just string That's right, the stroke yeah. out for two minutes. Yeah. Um, which you know, in a ninety-plus minute movie, doesn't seem like a lot, but. It's a it's a substantial <laughs> amount of time mm-hmm. to devote to one joke. Right. And it's just hilarious and especially Richard Dreyfuss's reaction to Bob, right? Like yeah. he just finally snaps. And which he does actually several times in the movie, but As
1: I recall, yeah, there Yeah, but many it, snaps.
0: It's it's a great scene from a great movie that is one of uh the most like quotable films between me and a couple friends i have like yeah. well even friends i i won't talk to for months or even a year one of us will just kind of like out of the blue text a line from what about bob and it like immediately kind of rekindles that you know everything and nice yeah nice I'm sailing. I'm a sailor. Oh, but he's lashed to the, yeah, yeah. he's tied right, to the boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so many quotable la- baby steps to the elevator. Yeah. Right which I, up.
1: which I referenced on our Twitter feed the other day. If you're, uh, I saw that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I did see that. Um, but a couple, I have some trivia for you. Oh, I've been big on trivia. You have a podcast. Yeah. i try to like sprinkle it in here and there, yeah. but it's a recurrent theme. Mm-hmm. So one thing, Bill Murray apparently wasn't uh, the first pick to play Bob. Really? Any guesses as to who might have been the first pick? I'm going to
1: guess because it's, it's a Frank Oz film, right? Right. Uh, Steve Martin.
0: No. Although that could have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, apparently the first pick was Robin Williams.
1: Oh, God.
0: No. I, I like Robin Williams. Uh, I think he could have done okay with it.
1: I, I, w- I was on a Robin Williams rant the other day. Oh. May rest in peace. But... <laughs>
0: And additionally, there were two other, at least two other people being considered for the Richard Dreyfus role. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One, Sir Patrick Stewart, which could have been interesting. Because I can't think of, and I'm just not that, I mean, I know him as Captain Picard, basically. I haven't really seen a lot of his other stuff. Um, So I don't know that he's ever tackled comedy or, or he's
1: he's done quite a quite a bit of comedy really? he's done a lot of like voiceover work where oh, he's been okay. really strong in, okay. as, as doing com- comedy but that would have been re- that would have been really fascinating
0: yeah and then uh another person that they had uh i guess preferred or whatever over patrick stewart or i'm sorry um uh richard Dreyfus was woody allen they were gonna have woody allen Play the therapist hmm. role, hmm. which I don't think would have worked as well. I mean, you kind of get it why they th- right they might have thought that would be sure. a good idea, but uh, I'm glad they went with Richard Dreyfuss. Uh,
1: Although I'm going to fantasy book this, okay? And I would say Patrick Stewart and Bill Murray would be. That's that's a combination there. I, I would I would I would actually pay money yeah. to to watch like watch a like theatrical. <laughs>
0: Like a stage production. A stage production,
1: yeah. like a waiting for Godot kind of
0: thing. It's Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting to think about because on paper, you know, maybe that makes more sense or seems really promising, but both Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus have said, A, they didn't like each other,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but B, that their dislike for one another actually helped the film. I can... S- that I can see. So if you swapped one of them out and put somebody else in there, you might have lost some kind of like special, you know, magic or dynamic. That yeah, is there? So, yeah. but anyway, well, that's my number one pick uh, for delicious. What about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah, yeah. What, what you would think? you
1: What would you drink while you're watching What about Bob? Will be your?
0: Well, I think uh, it depends. It depends on which character uh, you identify kind of most with. I think so. Let's just limit it to the Richard Dreyfuss therapist character and then Bob, the patient, Bill Murray's character. If you're Richard Dreyfuss, you're probably drinking like a like a cognac or a wine.
1: I would say cognac. Yeah. Cognac, absolutely.
0: But if you identify with Bob, and this is another thing I learned in kind of researching the film, Richard Dreyfuss claims, and he seems kind of like an asshole to me in real life. Totally. Uh, but he claims that people come up to him all the time and say, oh, I really identify with your character. As the therapy, but I don't identify with that kid. I mean, I get the frustration and all that, uh, but he's clearly like an uptight, pretentious jerk in the movie who's not really a good dad. He's not a good husband. Like, nobody likes him. Yeah. So I don't know if people really are identifying with him, then I'm more. Those are all the Trump voters, apparently. Uh, But. Or Benevol- li- our
1: benevolent leader.
0: I oh I'm sorry. Our Supreme Leader. Um uh, or he's lying, which is probably I more could, likely.
1: No one wanna know about Richard Dreyfus. I I could I could sort of see eh.
0: But I would say even as I mean I have maybe mildly neurotic tendencies, but nothing Paul, <laughs> Paul, I'm wrong. I have mildly neurotic tendencies, but nothing on the level of Bob Wiley and What About Bob. But I still identify with that character more because I don't see him as somebody who's mentally ill as much as I see him as like a genuinely nice, caring person who just wants to be accepted. Yeah. And I think who can't relate to that in some ways. No, Um, no. But anyway... You're yeah. more
1: Larry David than you are Bob Wiley. It, Larry, Larry, Larry David, in the air character, quotes, like The Larry David playing Larry David. Yeah.
0: But so but anyway, I guess I got, got off on that, uh, that ta- tangent because I was thinking about your question, what, what would you drink mm-hmm. while watching this? So if you identify more with the Bob Wiley character, you're probably just going for like a And I Hate This beer, which is saying something considering some of the kind of objectively bad beers that I like. But you probably go with like a Budweiser.
1: You're just ha- you're just trying to have a good time. Yeah, it's not
0: you don't you're not thinking too much about no, it. No, oh, you got Budweiser. Okay, I'll have yeah, a Budweiser. Yeah,
1: I'll be I'll 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 go with that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's a good, yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: Huh. Baby steps to the Budweiser.
1: Baby steps to the Budweiser. Yeah.
0: So, Paul, what's your final pick for delicious?
1: All right. Well, I'm glad you picked. What about Bob? Because number one, it reminds me of a film I need to use at some point with this this podcast. Okay, but maybe next week
0: okay but
1: our next time but I I had a very uh, so my 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 second choice is is you might think as well like what does this have to do with the word delicious and again mm-hmm. I I want to give people movies I, I really enjoy to watch
0: because um, you're a giver
1: I'm I'm not sure how to <laughs>
0: I just meant that in a nice kind of complimentary. You're a generous person. Yeah, that's yeah. All, that's all I meant.
1: Y- yes. Okay. All right. That now this that that feels very weird right now, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, so the the film I picked is uh, the oh god, My Wikipedia! Why aren't you working? <laughs> Wikipedia is work, betraying him. Damn you! Carl Reiner's film uh, Dead men don't wear plaid oh yeah with Steve Martin yeah. and Rachel Ward uh, and I I picked this film because it's one of my again one of my favorite films of all time uh, but there's also this it's delicious in the sense that it 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 just the premise of the film or I, I guess the aesthetic okay. of, of the film is... What uh the editor Bud Mullen did uh, and Carl Reiner did, they, they took all these clips from noir films of the 40s and 50s and inters intersliced them or put them together mm-hmm. with uh real footage they shot with Steve Martin. And Steve Martin plays a private detective in a you know like a classic film noir tro- uh, trope. So all these real moments where Steve Martin will pick up the phone, and he's calling um Uh, James Cagney, Mm -hmm. on the phone. They're having a conversation. (laughs) uh, Or... uh, uh, um, Oh, God. uh, uh, What are you looking at there, sweetheart? Um, That's a really bad impersonation of, oh, my God, why can't... Humphrey Humphrey Bogart. Okay. Humphrey Bogart Bogart is also mentioned in Big Night, but that's beside beside the point. Um, And so the aesthetic of it is... It's almost delicious to watch how they... Really cut together all these amazing moments and how they just the cinematography of matching the the shadow from all these different noir films to steve martin's uh character and and these moments and um it's just it's just a really fun, crazy movie
0: yeah i've only seen the i've not seen the film actually i've only seen the stage production of it oh really yeah, oh, so I think a lot of that in terms of like the editing and mm-hmm. the, the the kind of production. Uh, cinematography and stuff, sure know, like i have no frame of reference for because I've only seen it as this mm-hmm. kind of over the top stage, sure thing. Um, and
1: there's also there's also like the, these 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 kind of goofy elements within the film of food oh okay. so the the initial case is the man murdered as a cheese magnet <laughs> um, and uh, Steve Martin finds a lost bracelet in soup okay at a, at a restaurant. But then, my favorite running gag throughout the film, and this is what I would recommend because initially you would say, oh, a noir film, you're going to be drinking like whiskey, right. cheap whiskey, right. cheap bourbon. I'd say Irish coffee. Because, so you don't want to watch this movie at like nine o'clock at night. and you do, do, use decaf coffee. But one of the recurring jokes throughout the film is Steve Martin's character keeps saying to, to people, you need a cup of my Java. And then you actually see him where he makes Java. It's one of the funniest moments of coffee grounds and preparation I've ever seen in anything. And it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite things of all time,
0: (laughs) of all time. I'm going to go there. No hyperbole. None whatsoever. Uh, Yeah, that's another interesting kind of relationship. Although it wasn't my number one pick for Delicious, you know, my runner up, Mm -hmm. uh, Spend It All. There's a interesting scene where Les Blank kind of focuses on this woman grinding, like, first of all, heating coffee beans and then grinding them and just showing the whole process. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's as, I don't think it's enjoyable for the same reason that Steve Martin making coffee is, but it's still interesting that that's another kind of connection between our two, or two of our our four picks.
1: And I weirdly think that there's that that theme again of all these films of, well, maybe not Maybe not so much well, about Bob, but the idea of you know, the process that has to go into right. to making everything, right. you know, in, in whether you're, you're making you're actually making food or you're you're dedicating yourself to, I guess actually actually I would because here's a film that they obviously put a lot of effort into matching these these scenes and these clips together, but even you know, if this is right, Bill Murray uh, and uh, his co-star having a you know not getting along. I mean, working together. You know, you know, dedicating yourself to the craft,
0: right? Yeah. So those are our two finalists. Yeah. For delicious, we should say to Priscilla Villanueva. Priscilla, thank you. Thank you for giving us the word delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Bob? Was my pick, and Paul remind people your pick. Dead men don't wear plaid. So run that as a double feature, and let us know how it works. It's an enjoyable double feature. Yeah. Yeah. You'll laugh. You'll laugh the very least you should uh paul do we have a word i think during the break you generated a new word for for, uh, next time i did and so which word or what's the word that we're going to be creating a double feature around for next time the word is pyramid 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 that's a good one absolutely that's going to be tricky Mm -hmm. but i think uh the results will be interesting i know i'm interested i am too to not only see what I come up with, but what you come up with. Right, right. So join us next time. We'll create a double feature on the word pyramid. And in the meantime, you can follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At RantanPod. That's R-A-N-T-A-N-P-O-D. And thank you to all the
1: Twitter followers that we have now and the extended um, uh, podcast family uh, on on the Twitter We've gotten really good at retweeting everybody's work, and if if we get enough people, and I'm, I'm announcing this. Oh, we're making it official. I'm making it official. Our 100th follower on Twitter.
0: What are we up to now?
1: Uh, we are up to I think 45. Okay, so we're we're within striking distance man. here. Our 100th follower on Twitter will get to pick a word, randomly generate a word for an upcoming episode random tandem so
0: they they get to pick any word that they want to throw at us yes and we have to create a double feature no absolutely they get to pick the word so it's not random it's not random well it is
1: random I guess in the firing of the synapses of the brain whatever but
0: But you uh, you get to pick if you are the 100th Twitter, twitter follower you can throw a word at us any word you want right and in that sense it's random absolutely you can throw a word at us and we'll create not only a double feature inspired by it but uh, we'll each come up with two runners up or yeah. one runner up each. Yeah. So there you go. There's your homework, kids. That's homework. Jump on the Twitter. Get on get the get the word out. Press that follow button. Mm-hmm. And uh Paul will give you a nice hello back.
1: I will. I will. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm very polite on that Twitter.
0: You are, actually. Yeah. 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 Alright. I, like, I like your, not, not I like so your Twitter Twitter persona. Thank you. Thank you. Alright. So join us next time. Our word will be pyramid. Paul? Ron? <laughs> I never know how to end the episode. We should just end it. Just end it. Just end it. Finn.
1: And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.